I guess that means it's my turn, right? It's Vern turn. And he's going to do the songs of George Harrison. Folks, let me tell you something. Uh, Let me tell you about living in a material world. Let me tell you something about love comes to everyone. An oft overlooked. (laughs) Uh, Hey, fellas, here's something. Yes, Vern? What is it, Vern? Honey Days. I gotta talk about. Here I gotta talk about honeydays. Fern's gotta talk about a Salt Lake City music staple. Uh, it's become. I think this year was the second year it's happened. It's. I hope it becomes a staple. Um, it was something that uh, uh, us three got to attend last year. Uh, and it was uh, uh, something that unfortunately y'all weren't able to attend this year is a thing that I did not think I was going to be able to attend this year. And uh, it, I, I, I had a gig that would have prevented me from seeing it. But then uh, I left that gig and suddenly my availability opened up for honey days. Uh, it's a thing where so, so much of the, the music that I consume and, and listen to is uh, local bands here in Salt Lake. And I've just never, like, I'm sure Seattle had a cool music scene. I'm sure Florida had a cool, I'm sure, like, everywhere has a cool music scene. Um, I just was never really involved in a music scene before. Uh, but there's just, like, this really cool, unique, original stuff happening here in Salt Lake musically. Uh, that I just like, I find so fascinating and, uh, uh, you go down the rabbit hole and you keep finding more stuff. Uh, and, uh, I don't get to listen to everything just cause there's, you know, there's only so much time in the day, but, uh, honey days is cool because it, it gives you an opportunity to, uh, see all the, the, like see a big budget version of the cool shows that happen here in Salt Lake. Uh, like this may not seem like a lot, but like the bands at Honey Days perform on a big stage, <laughs> and there's a oh, lot yeah. of like floor room to sit and watch them, and uh, and, and they always got like just an amazing lighting setup. And uh, this year, I didn't think I was going to be able to attend, but I was able to attend, and it was uh, a wonderful experience. And uh, uh, I got to, and I just wanted to. Hey, just talk about honey days, but mainly I want to talk about some of the some of the local acts I saw. Uh, uh, the uh, the first act I got to see whenever I went to I think it was night two of Honey Days was a band called Tomper, and the best way I could uh, describe Tomper is that they're like a cute little Utah Tom Tom Club uh, mm. or U Tom Tom Club, if you will. Um, Stop making sense is in theaters right now. And uh, I'm sure everyone who's seen it knows and loves the part where uh, David Byrne goes backstage to, like, drink. Uh, do some cocaine. Yeah. Do some cocaine. Uh, and the rest of the band becomes the Tom Tom Club. And they do uh, uh, this. this I totally, Genius of uh, Love. Genius of Love. I knew it was something of love. Um Genius uh, of Love, now the de facto, like, comedy trailer song. Yes. Uh, and the uh, de facto, like, 
I want to sample something for my rap, you use that song. Um, uh, Tomper is is like is that is like uh, is like Tom Tom Club. Um, in that, like, it's a husband and wife duo. The girls uh, can do it too, y'all. The James girls Brown, can do it too, y'all. Brown. Uh, the drummer of the Talking Heads and the the guy during <laughs> that uh, that Genius of Love segment of Stop Making Sense. This will only make sense to a select few of people because this Venn diagram is very skinny. But he has such. Sega video game energy about him. <laughs> he is. If I like hit such him, he drops a, rings. Yeah, he's such a Sega video game announcer. Whenever he's like, "Looks pretty frozen to me." Um, <laughs> he he, but, he speaks uh, pre-compressed. Yeah, he just. I don't know. He just. He feels like a Sega video game uh, character to me. But uh, Tom. Yeah, he sounds like the guy in uh, the episode one Pod Racer game that says a new lap record. Exactly. Yes. Uh, definitely like a video game announcer. Mm. Yes. Um, but for a Sega game. Uh, but Tomper, they. I have such a hard time describing different acts, but like they do this kind of like this is probably the easiest way to describe it. Like they did a Hollow Notes cover. They do kind of like this eighties mm. kind of splashy synth heavy kind of like yacht rock oh. kind of stuff. Um, they're they're influenced. They're like really influenced by a lot of like city pop, which is like uh, city pop is. Uh, Japan in the 1980s attempt at like replicating like what American (laughs) jazz music was doing kind of Uh, there's people that are way smarter than me musically who heard that or just incensed and infuriated by how incorrect I am but just like really Tomper does just really fun splashy kind of like summertime music that I really enjoy. They've got a cute, cute, cute music video for their song Cruise Control on YouTube. Uh, and uh, apparently they're working on an EP, which I'm very excited about. Ooh. But I've been wanting to see Tomper for an eternity, and I've not gotten a chance to because of this. their shows constantly conflicting with real-life stuff that I have to attend. And I was bummed that I was going to miss them again this year, but I didn't have to. Uh, so I saw Tomper, and I saw uh, a, a band called Dad Bod, <laughs> which uh, has got a great name. Uh, and all these artists I'm going to talk about um, work in one way or another with like Denny Fuller, and of uh, course, Denny Fuller is like just like the musical stamp of quality here in Utah. If Denny is attached to it, it's worth listening to. And uh, so Denny's been producing and like uh, working on a lot of Dad Bod stuff. Uh, and this is my first time I got to like really hear Dad Bod just because like there's only so many shows, there's only so much time in the day. It's always something I've wanted to do, but it just never happened. Uh, and uh, so this is also probably incorrect uh, on what they do, but they played a lot of what seemed just based on like listening to them on Spotify afterwards. Seems like they played a lot of newer stuff. Uh, stuff they've not yet recorded yet, or maybe they've uh, rearranged since they recorded. But watching them live just, like, scratched that same itch for me that, like, early Arcade Fire used to scratch Mm -hmm. of just, like, kind of, like, big, big anthem rock, kind of, sort of. Big, like, anthem, like, indie anthem rock. Tons of people on stage uh, playing, just playing, playing very big songs, um, it was so much fun watching those guys, and they also seem like they just seem very funny. Watching oh. their social media, they just got a, they're just very funny guys. 
Uh, and so I was really happy to be introduced to Dad Bod. And after Dad Bod, we saw my boys, my friends, the Melons. And this is a thing where, like, I don't know if I've ever talked about them too much on podcasts, but uh, anyone who knows me knows I'm a big melon head. Uh, the some of the first friends I met here in Utah, the Melons do uh, '60s era. Like the easiest way is like they do Beatles and Beach Boys stuff, but it's all original. It kind of feels like uh, culturally we kind of got off of a we got off the '60s flowery uh, on ramp that we were on culturally <laughs> way back when, uh, and the Melons feel like where that music would if we went if we got back on that on ramp that's where the music would be now um they're not like a cover act they're not like a rev, uh, you know revival act or anything they're just doing that type of music now uh and uh with like modern uh, sensibilities modern sensibilities and uh just modern recording techniques but you know just still trying to do like pulling from influences from all these uh, 60s 60s acts but also just like you know, influences they've picked up since the 60s mm-hmm. and just their own personal thing. Uh, we're approaching, um, God, in two days, in two days from recording this, way after you guys heard it, but in two days from this record, uh, we're approaching the one-year anniversary of the, the release of their debut album, Introducing the Melons. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, great uh, record. Great. I Honestly, it's just a... It's not every day where, like, people you know release a masterpiece uh, <laughs> and uh, just something that feels like them. And it'd be so easy for them to, like, feel like a revival act or a cover act. But you listen to this album and, like, this is these guys. Uh, and it's uh, such – it's just a, an incredible – it's a damn earworm factory introducing the melons. Uh, but also I think it's a great sample platter for just, like – where those guys are going in the future and uh, getting to see them like the same stage. Uh, uh, we three saw them last year, but seeing them on that stage with this like crazy lighting setup where like, I guess the guy who was running the lights knew the melons because it like almost seemed like the lights were like synchronized with what they were doing. Mm. Um, but also uh, this time uh, the melons had uh, an additional guy on stage uh, who was playing tubular bells with melon songs <laughs> and who was playing, um, I get instruments confused, but I, I think it's the trombone that has the long slidey uh, sure thing. Is. They, uh, they were playing trombone along with like, what a time to be alive. And it was just, uh, their music, no pun intended, felt fuller on stage than it ever has and felt uh-huh. closer to like what it sounded like, um, on the record. One of just the best melon shows I've ever seen. I, I said Fuller Sound because Denny is in the melons and he's uh, he records them as well. Uh, but I, I saw just like one of the best melon shows. And then after that, we saw Fontaine. And Fontaine <sighs> came on stage and Kevin's a big Fontaine uh-huh. nerd and I'm a big Fontaine nerd. And we're just a little bit past... Um, the uh, the one year anniversary of that uh, of her first record, Trip the Light, fantastic, great um, record, <laughs> another incredible incredible record, very like Fontaine is kind of like singer songwriting singer songwritery. If you like, if there's any fiber of your being that likes Carol King, that likes James Taylor, that likes that kind of era of music, uh, you'll like 
you'll like Fontaine. Uh, and she played a nice sampling of stuff from that record, but a lot of her stuff was new stuff that she was working on. Uh, and uh, and Fontaine is just like a, just from seeing her on stage, she always seems like kind of so nervous and so meek and everything. And she's just like, I don't know if this music's, I don't know how I feel about it. And it's like, I don't know if the music's <laughs> any good for. She's from Britain, uh, from the United from, Kingdom, rather. She's from the uh, United Kingdom. Uh, but it's like, I, you hear this music and I'm like, what are you doing worrying? This is, you could release this right now. Right. This is perfect. Uh, but uh, it was really special for me because uh, I didn't, as I said earlier, I didn't think I was going to be able to catch this show. And because uh, of the gig I had, and uh, there was one day where I was working on this gig before I left it, where um, randomly out of nowhere, my Spotify decided to play uh, "Dirty Work" by Steely Dan. Just decided to play. I don't want to. I'm a fool to do your dirty work. And uh, it was after like a bad moment I had at that gig, and I heard this song, and I'm like, ah, you know what? I think I need to leave this. I don't think this is working for me. Uh, and I go and see. Fontaine at the end of just an incredible honey days uh, where I get to catch up with my friends, uh, my Utah friends that I've not seen in a long time after catching up with my Missouri and New York friends that I've not seen in a long time. And it's the end of just like a wonderful night of music and at the end of a wonderful week of friendship. And Fontaine plays a cover of Steely Dan's Dirty Work. And I'm just like, ah, this is perfect. It was so perfect. Living high on the um, hog. There's this, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just uh, so I had a wonderful time at Honey Days, but I guess my real something is is the music of Tomper, the music of Dad Bod, the music of the Melons, and the music of Fontaine. Uh, that's the Melons with two L's, by the way. Uh, I uh, I think there's this really cool stuff happening musically here in Salt Lake City, uh, and it's it's cool to. It's cool to, you know, like, go out to, to shows and hear, like, not just, like, good music, but, like, great, unique, original music. Uh, and uh, it's it's cool to have an alternative, uh, alternative to things to do than, like, going to see a movie. <laughs> so whatever it is, it's just cool that there's things happening. Uh, and there's some really cool stuff happening musically. And uh, uh, earlier on I Hear Something, I talked about the Plastic Cherries. And if there was any fiber of your being that liked any of that Plastic cherry stuff I talked about, then you got to check out, check out these acts as well because they're just cool stuff happening and they're doing really incredible earworm-making music. And that's my something. <laughs> Rock and roll. Quite frankly... <laughs> Quite frankly, we must. Quite frankly, rock and roll. Quite frankly, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Oh, and I had a corn dog whenever I went and saw Honey Days. Oh, and it was ooh, a good there corn you dog. Go. I haven't. It was I a really a corn good corn dog. Night. It was so long. Really uh, corn. Corn dogs from like a food truck or from like oh a state fair. God. Like that's hit. that top tier corn dog. Hit different, fresh, and from. like having having a corn dog with. Honey and mustard on it oh, instead of just honey mustard. You ever and had you gotta, one of those like breakfast corn dogs where like the outside is kind of a pancake ooh. and the inside <laughs> is a little sausagey? Yeah. yeah. That, that's here's something. That's, that, <laughs> that's now something. that's 
That's something. At some point in the future, I think there are going to be here some things about food. Oh. <laughs> oh my Why God, stop, dude. bro? I am. Why wait? I'm going to be making gigantic pots of chili over the next like four months. Are you fucking yeah, kidding yeah. me?